Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. So on today's episode of Seeking Different, we're going to discuss the very important topic of school choice. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I just plan to send my child to the local public school. And you're assuming that there's no choice in that. But as a family that has navigated both public and private schools, I'm here to tell you that there are often more choices than parents and kids might think. And as kids get older, we are having opinions on this too. It might be different than our parents. And as a different type of family, finding a school community that you love is important. So this past Friday was Independent School Day. And these kids have some great options for the school year next year. Can we just talk about the swag for a moment? Okay, let's talk about the swag. So how did it go? What's it like the to receive it? The swag was amazing. And when you receive it, you're like, wait, I got some swag from school? Ooh, I'm excited. But what's going to be in it? So like you're super excited to open it. So you open it. Then like there's so much like swag in it. There's like a water bottle. There's pens, there's pencils, and, like, they send you, like, probably some toys in it. It's really fun. See, it's interesting because, as a parent, when we get the swag, well, actually, no. Let's talk about the glitter and swag. Oh, now, let me tell mommy you about did not it. like the glitter. No, let me tell you about it. A school sent us a letter. I took the letter out, and then it exploded. And there was confetti everywhere. It was, like, So the interesting part about that is like from the kid's perspective, that may be cool and fun. But then when you're cleaning up all of this crap all over the floor, you're like, wait a second, this was not the move. (laughs) (laughs) But like, also, one school, they won it. I got a backpack. And I got a beautiful water bottle. And I got a super cute stuffy. Yeah. Well, so, the other school won. This their stuff was like big and fluffy. The yeah. other the stuffy was like tiny, but it was so cute. I suspect that not many kids are making the choice based on the swag. However, it is really nice that on a day that is typically can be pretty stressful for a family because you're trying to figure out what to do for the next year, it's really nice to receive some packages in the mail. So I like that part. As it well. it makes you kind of calm down a little bit, like when you're when you're having like a real stressful moment thinking about which school you want to go to because like it's a new school. Mm-hmm. Getting some swag, it can help you like calm down a little bit, and then you get to think about something else. You get to draw a little bit from it, and you get to play with it for a little bit, and not think about like switching schools. You just get to play with it. And it can be really exciting and fun because it means sometimes that a school really wants you. And that is also an awesome feeling. So first, let's break down what types of schools are out there. Mama, I know there are public schools and private schools, but are there other types of schools families should be considering? Totally. So most of our episode today is going to come from the slant of independent schools because that's what we're currently in right now. But we should go over all the different types of schools that a family might choose. So let's start with public school or your neighborhood school. 
This is the school that is directly zoned to your house, and many families choose the neighborhood they want to live in because they are choosing the school. So, for example, when we lived in Seattle, Stella went to a school that was right by the beach. Do you remember that? The beach in Seattle is not that great. Yeah, the beach in Seattle was not that great. It was very rocky. Uh, And it was like, after it rained, it was like the sand was like black. And like it was, there were like a bunch of like sticks and yucky stuff, and sometimes it smelled like smoke. So Stella is judging the beach really hard. The school, though, one of the benefits of that school was that your friends lived right down the street, right? Oh yeah, I remember one of them. They lived right down the street, but then I had to leave them. Yes, Stella was not too happy to have to leave, but we moved. So we moved to a different place. In our new place, we came halfway through the year and weren't sure where we were going to live. So for us, independent schools slash private schools became one of our options. So the second option is public charter or lottery school. So in many cities, you don't necessarily have to go to your neighborhood school to go to a public school. So these schools are special public schools that sometimes have special themes like bilingual schools or leadership principles, or some other type of special mission. And while some charter schools give families preference in boundary, the parents are still required to apply for the school lottery. And historically, some public charters have required testing to enter as well. So do you know what a lottery is, Stella? Um, You win a big prize, and then you get to do something? Yeah. So normally when people think of lottery, they think of like going to the store or like scratching a ticket and getting money. Yeah. But I would argue that oftentimes the public school lottery is very much like the lottery because you could have an opportunity to go to a school that is really awesome and you don't pay for it, but you have to go into the lottery, which is really tough in most places. So the next type is Private religious schools, like Catholic schools. Oh, I go to one right now. And Stella goes to one right now. (laughs) Catholic schools are often, and I say often, less expensive because they are somehow affiliated with a church. That doesn't necessarily mean like they're always less expensive, but often they are a little bit less expensive. But what are some things that you love about your school currently? And what are some of the things that you don't really love about your current school? Things that I love about my school? Hmm. I like the classrooms. You like the classrooms? My school just got re-renovated. So it just got rebuilt. So like there are new classrooms. And my classroom, it has like white desks with like blue like around it. Mm. It's pretty. And then the inside of it it looks different I also don't like the inside of the desk because there's not much space inside the desk so I have to put some stuff outside my desk kind of like my like stress balls I have to put them on the outside of my desk because there's no room inside my desk and it and it would look like my I'm not organized if I put all my stuff inside my desk yeah so you're being very practical there last time Last time I was able to put like everything inside my desk. There was more space. And now there's not any space. So we're definitely going to dig into facilities a little bit more because that's really important. And I would say that as a parent, 
one of the things that has been really challenging about the current school is that while trying to make it all pretty, like they're doing, we had to go through a lot of pain with construction, didn't we? Oh, never listen to construction workers. Once there was a park, it was so cool. And they said, but like, it will be done next month. And then it took like four months. Yeah, so that's kind of what happened with school. They kept on saying, oh, it's going to be done in October. No, and it's going to be done in November. And then I don't think it actually finished until like February. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's we also considered. No, we moved in in January. So it was done in January. Right now, it's like completely done. Yeah, I think the challenge also is like, I would say to parents if you see that a school is going through a massive renovation, you should also ask the question, who's paying for that renovation? And so I think sometimes it's pay in cash. Sometimes it's pain in pay in pain because pain. <laughs> the pain of going through all of the renovation and having to have the loud noises in the hallway and having all the construction workers. Oh, yeah. Once during the renovation, there was like a leak. Mm-hmm. And like there was, and like in the other fourth grade classroom, there was like oil oozing into the classroom and then it stunk really bad in there. Not in my classroom, the other one. There was just like oil leaking through, they said, and it stunk really bad. And then like the whole entire hallway, it like, it like start, the water started to spray. Oh, that sounds terrible. See, well, actually, don't I don't think it was oil. I think it was stuff. just water. I think it was just dirty water. <laughs> right back after a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, It brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I guess the bottom line is you don't want to have to go to school in a construction zone. While I understand that sometimes it is important and necessary, it was not the greatest experience for us as a family. Okay, then there is private non-religious or independent schools. And these are schools that are private. Uh, You have to go through the application process, but they are not affiliated with a religion. And then finally, homeschool is an option. So I did not, at first I really didn't want to go to homeschool because like usually going to school, it gives me something to do in the day. Then I wanted to do it. Because I found out that I would just go to some tutors and then I could do some sports. But then once, but that another thing happened, which made me not want to do. So we considered homeschool for a hot second. And I will say as a mom and kid family, this is extremely hard because somebody's got to make money and I got to go to work. So I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do it. Grandma's here. That's true. We do have a but but sometimes grandma has to go to the grocery store and stuff and probably drop off the dogs at somewhere. So we are definitely taking care of Visa or something. And like if I have a tutor in the morning and you're on a very important meeting and the grandma has to drop off Visa, 
And then the tutor is like one hour away from the school that I'm going to right now. <laughs> that would be a big problem. So this homeschool for the hot second that we considered it, it actually, I feel like I have COVID virtual school trauma because do you remember when during COVID you had to like do school oh, online? Yes. Like every single morning we had to log on to a meeting, then we had to log off. And then we had to take a break. Then we had to log back on to the meeting. And if it, if the computer's having problems and you can't hear the teacher, then you don't learn anything. Yeah. So I think that like my view of homeschool is probably really skewed it, because it's of that. so hard. But I don't think that's like most homeschool people. Because like with homeschool, if you have the resources and you have somebody to help, you can potentially take them, the children to enrichment activities. I think the challenge for at least the challenge for single moms by choice would be like how to actually navigate getting your kids to things. But if you are super privileged and work from home, perhaps, and also have help in your life, it's possible. Not an option, not a great option for our family, but I wanted to mention it as an option because I do know that sometimes people do opt for homeschool. What were you thinking about school for me and Issa? So when we decided that we were going to go and apply to new schools this year, I really was thinking a lot about community of the school. So one of the things that I struggle with in the current school is that I feel like it is a very, I don't know if conservative bubble is the right way to say it, but remember when we talked about how there's like no other kids in your classroom have family that look anything like yours or anything different than like a, you know, like a mom and dad family. Oh yeah. So I wanted to find a school that was going to be very welcoming for our community. It was going to have a lot of different types of diversity. So not just like racial diversity, but also gender diversity. So like, I wanted to make sure there were like enough girls in your class and not just boys. I wanted to make sure that there were other different types of families. And I also wanted to find a school that had more opportunities. So like after school activities that were really fun or things to do during the day, like yoga, dance, and all these things are totally gymnastics. gymnastics. We didn't find a school that had gymnastics, but there are a lot of schools with like really cool things going on. So we've been going through the private school application for a few months now. What are some of the types of things that you look for in a school? I look for good friends. I look for good facilities. And I also look for good libraries because I like to read. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like... I'm like looking in in the schools that I looked at. I'm like looking in the libraries and I'm like, hmm, it's a good library. Are there any chapter books that I would like to read if I went here? So interestingly, there's a lot of schools that have really fancy buildings and really big libraries. But what I thought was really interesting about you, Stella, is that you always went in and just looked at the books that they had because it's actually more important to see if they have books that you would like to read well, also, than the building they're in, right? Also, you need a comfy spot mm. to read because that also helps you concentrate on reading. Because like if you're not in a comfy spot, then you're always concentrating on that because you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. We saw some really interesting libraries. There were a lot of schools that had really comfy spots, which was really yes. important. We had some schools that didn't have great libraries. And we had one school that had like a fish tank in their library. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. 
That was a good one. All right. So what about some of the other stuff? So Stella went to visit days. Tell everyone what sorts of things would happen when you would go to a visit day for a school. If you go to a visit day, then probably they just like kind of make you a little bit like comfortable. They make you a little bit comfortable with them by like probably showing you a couple of games or like letting you kind of look around. Then sometimes they can tour you around the school and then they might give you a a couple of tests. And yeah, that's what happens on visit days. Did you find any of the tests fun? Like were some of them better than others? Well, one, they had groups of kids and those groups of kids, they were playing like a a game. Well, not really a game, but like it was just an activity like probably dominoes or like block building or like just drawing picture. I chose dominoes. I love dominoes. It, it's just so fascinating to see the sound like <laughs> I love it. I know. Then another school, they put you into a group and then you play game eat with each other. Um, I chose a game where you had to do shapes and those and the shapes had to just touch the corners of each other. And the one with the most shapes on the board won at the end of the game. Like they all had to run out of shapes to do. That sounds fun. So and like if you're out of moves, then like you're just done. So what I think is really cool about that and for all the parents out there who are thinking historically, a lot of these independent schools would have all the kids go and sit down and take a really long test that was like four hours long. Well, the these schools, they just gave you a test. Then it was like probably a writing, then math. Mm, okay, so they still and make you do tests. They just make you do tests. Then, then they pull you out of the classroom to do some more math and then like probably like test your reading skills. Yeah. Then when you're done with it, the, the test is like literally just like 20 minutes at the well, end. So of that's time. good. Then when you're done with it, you get to like just get a book and read. So what was one of your favorite writing prompts? Because I know you really like to write. And Oh, one of my favorite ones. A morning when everything went. Oh, that see, that's cool, right? Like that's better than sitting down and having a long test because that was actually fun, right? Yeah, it's a. It was about a girl, and then like everything in the morning made her lay, and she was like trying to get to school all day, and then at the end, school was over. So and the they didn't even prompt, notice. So the writing prompt was write about a morning where everything went wrong. Yes, that's cool. So that allows you to be pretty creative, which I really like a lot. So here's one of my questions for you, Stella. What do you think your sister has with criteria at at the age of four that's different than yours? What was she looking for? She was looking for the play sets. (laughs) She, because like she's four, so she wants to have a good play set at their school. So yeah, she's looking (laughs) for good playgrounds, which was fun to go around and see what, what Issa assessed but she also told me that she was looking for kitchen sets oh yeah one school she was like that's a good kitchen set and another thing that was funny about Issa is that there was one school that gave Issa play-doh which I thought was really funny because (laughs) and we like I called it like contraband because (laughs) a lot of parents don't just let kids like play with play-doh all over the house and when Issa came back with the Play-Doh, I was like, oh, that was a low move school. That was low. Because, <laughs> of course, she really liked it. 
Yeah. It's Play-Doh. We can't always play with Play-Doh. Like in the winter, if you take out the Play-Doh too much, then it might dry up. It's it's good to do it in the summer because like it's hot outside, Play-Doh won't dry up. It's, it gives you something to do. What do what have you looked at during this process? So in addition to the stuff that I mentioned, I also look a lot at like things like bullying policies, like what does a school do when there's bullying? Because I wanted to make sure that they actually have a policy. So one of the things that I found is a lot of schools have like leadership principles similar to what you would find at a job. Like, you know, they talk about integrity, they talk about leadership, they talk about building community. And I think building community is super important because oftentimes when schools don't work on building community, the kids have a tendency to be meaner. I also look at, I look at facilities and I also have to factor in money. So I think a lot of times parents will think like, oh, I can't go to private school because I don't have like $50,000 a year to spend. But I would encourage parents to apply anyway. And often many of these schools especially the ones that are committed to diversity and inclusion. They are also committed to financial diversity and it is for sure worth a try so that you have options. Once a kid gets accepted into a school, what happens next? How should we choose? That is a good question. So this is kind of what we learned on decision day. So there were some schools that we got into that were throwing swag at us And there were some schools that we were put on the wait list for. And so the next step really is to go back and check the schools out. What that means is like second visit days. So for the schools that you didn't get to sit in the classroom for, you'll get to go and see what it's like in the classroom. I think you'll just go as, well, there's two different types of ways to visit. So you can either go in the classroom before with the kids that you'll be in with next year or you would go into the to the classroom that you would be in to assess how the teachers teach because remember we talked about that like you were saying that how the teachers teach is really important yeah let's talk about teachers what are some of the things that you have loved about your favorite teachers they teach me well and they didn't have any problem like handling the kids and they handled the bullying well, which made me feel better. And I was, and I felt, and I, and I feel like it's okay to walk up to them and ask for help. So what are some of the things that has been bad about certain teachers in the past? Some teachers, they couldn't handle the kids well. What do you mean? What do you mean? Can't handle the kids well? They, the kids, they wouldn't stop like talking during class and they had to yell, which, which was bad. And they wouldn't like, so like, since the kids wouldn't listen, they had to yell. And that's stressful, huh? Yeah, that stressed me out really bad. So classroom management is really important. So what are some of the things like, so Stella had a fantastic teacher last year. She had the most brilliant classroom strategy. Do you remember student of the day? Student of the day. Do you remember student of the day where she would like pick a student? Oh yeah. So I once got student of the day. Okay. So what she did. I think it's student of the week. She would like pick a student every day, but she wouldn't tell the class who the student was. (laughs) until the end of the day and so the goal is nobody knew if they were student of the day yeah and like everybody was asking her and then she was like I'll give you a clue 
the student is a student. <laughs> yeah. So she was like the Oracle. She was like, it's a student. And so <laughs> the student of the day didn't know they were student of the day, but they had to be, be everybody had to behave because if you were student of the day and you didn't behave, you didn't get a prize at the end of the day. But since nobody knew who it was. Oh yeah. And at the end of the week, you had to like act good. And then at the end of the week, she, you like chose, well, actually wait, no. So I think it was like, they chose your name on, they chose, they were like, so there was a, you know, those popsicle sticks with your names on it. Mm -hmm. So they mixed it around into like a cup. Then they took it out. And I think they chose like probably one person or two. I think they chose like one person and one person. They had class pets. There was a pet adoption center where it had like erasers that were animals. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. And like you could change them up and you could like make a horse head and a panda body or something because like you uh, could take off their heads and stuff and you could just play with them. And that's interesting. Then like at the start of the year, she gave you a box and where you design your your it's like oh, a so you got to like you had to you got to like design a house. if you were really good. Yeah, you got to like put a new pet in your pet. Wait a minute, no, not if you were good. They just chose your name. Oh, okay, got it. So it was yeah. just like random. Yeah, just at the end of like the day or week, I don't remember. It was really fun because like all day you would be thinking about it. That teacher rocked. I know. All right. Oh, and also there was a clip chart. And like, oh, yeah, funny. and it was like, she was really into sports. So like, it would be like getting ready, like, you know, and then at the top, it was like VIP. Mm. And so you like got to move e- up. each time you were good, she would say like, do clip up and like clip up the chart, clip up the chart. And once you got to VIP and clip down, then you get a prize. Nice. Like in the closet, she had a bid and with prizes in it and you got to pick a prize. That sounds fun. Do you remember things about your favorite teachers? So one of my favorite teachers was, her name was Mrs. Pico and she was fantastic. She taught me how to love reading. So she would really get into books. And she was also really big about letting kids choose the books that they really wanted to read, like the topics they were really interested in. And she also was the one that taught me how to write. Really? Yeah. So even like now at work, I remember Miss Pico because when I'm editing something at work or when I'm doing something like that, I always remember like Miss Pico taught me this. And I am incredibly thankful because you would be surprised how many adults have a really hard time writing. And I am very thankful that I had a really great teacher who taught me how to write. I love to write. It's so much fun. Okay. So our final topic is really near and dear to my heart because. I think every kid at some point in their schooling experience handles mean kids or bullies. So let's talk about navigating bullies. If your kid is picking or if you're helping your kid pick a school, what as a kid do you look for in the school to make you feel comfortable that the school is able to handle mean kids? As a kid, when you're going and looking at different schools, what are some of the things that make you feel like it's a good school and oh the kids because usually when you're looking at the kids you can tell if they're gonna be mean but sometimes you also can't 
And when you get closer to the day, you you might see them like kind of bullying another kid. And if you know that if you go there and they might be in your class next year, you might not want to be with them and they might be really annoyed. Yeah, I remember there was this one school that you visited. And remember on the playground, there was like one girl that was being mean to another girl. Oh, yeah. She was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. And then she started to just like walk away on the playground. And then like once she walked over to us, she just made a frowny face at her and then walked away. She was mean. Yeah. So pro tip to schools, if you care about us choosing you or like the families choosing you, it's really important to make sure that during the visit day, there's not going to be that kind of kid registry going on. I know that they can't, like they can't completely get rid of it because kids are going to act crazy sometimes, but it's also really important to pick a buddy for your kid who's going to be awesome and free of the drama. Yeah. And who would help and who would help them and who would like navigate them through the school. Like if you had to go to the bathroom or fill up your water, then, Mm -hmm. and you don't know, and your buddy wasn't listening. Sometimes I'm actually surprised at like how kids become buddies because I'm like, you would think you would want to pick a kid who is like super nice, super helpful and free of the drama. How did you handle bullies when you were in school? So when I was in school, I remember I would always try to handle it myself first because I also didn't want to be that kid who was constantly going to the teacher. But I do remember there were several times when I had to go to the teacher because kids were just mean. Like they would just say mean things. And I remember when I was in school, there was one kid who was picking on me because I was chubby. And I think it was in like chubby's a good thing. Mm, chubby's not always a good thing for a kid, but no, I was good. I, think I was chubby. A good thing. Um, Am I chubby? I feel like I'm chubby. No, you're not chubby. <laughs> I think chubby's a good thing. Um, and so she was picking on me because of the way that I looked, and it made me feel bad. And I remember Grandma actually told me she was like, she was like, you have to make her think. That you can be mean, just as mean back, but don't be mean. Remember when mommy told you about this? How like... You can be just as mean back, but don't actually be mean to them? Yeah. Like girls are psychological terrorists. Like they will say things that are super mean to you. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing with this particular bully is I said to her, I was like, you know, I could be mean. I could be just as mean as you right now, but I'm not going to be but I need you to know that I'm thinking about something mean that I could say, but I'm choosing not to say. And she probably thought about that all day long and was like, wait a second. I don't actually want her to say it. I wasn't going to say anything mean back because I wasn't that kid, but I wanted her to know that other people, she wouldn't want other people to be just as mean as her. Now, sometimes that doesn't actually work and you have to escalate to the school. But I think one of the best things you can do as a kid in school is just be the nice kid. Because I think most kids want to be around nice kids. They don't want to be in the drama. So if you just rise above it and tell them that you're not getting in the mud with them and just be the nice kid who's cool and people want to hang out with, I think it will get better. Mm-hmm. All right. Any parting words, Stella, for kids who are about to embark on a new journey in a new school? Be careful of what you choose. Be careful of what you choose. That's a good point. So yeah, if you have choice, 
be careful of what you choose and make sure that you really think hard about what you are looking for in a school. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.